What's up, world? We are excited to announce our summer community drive. We are giving back pencils, paper, binders, folders, and sanitizers for teachers in our community. If you want to help us out, subscribe to our Patreon. All the money raised on our Patreon goes to our community drives, and you get a bonus positive news episode every week. We appreciate all of you for listening to us. Now let's go to the positive news. What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Michelle, before we get to these inspirational stories this Friday, tell the people what they could do to help spread this positivity. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. A five-star review with a comment will help us out so much and help us continue to spread positive news stories throughout the world. We also have a Patreon where you can get an extra positive news episode and help with our community drives. We also have a Facebook where you can post, read these posts, news stories, and more. JP, what's your inspirational story for today? So my inspirational story is about a man that's been through a lot and is staying positive through it all. His name is Clinton Canoe. And in 1992, he was 27 years old. He had a great job as a government official he was single, living the life. He had a college education in Nigeria, and he thought the whole world was ahead of him. Then he was arrested and sentenced, to mur- sentenced for murder. He thought it was politically motivated. He said, I didn't do any of these crimes. And he spent 27 years in prison for a crime he didn't do. He stayed positive through it. He got given the death sentence, even though he never went to trial. He ended up getting out of it. He had a lawyer fight for his case 27 years later. So when he got out, he's 54 years old. He has no savings, no wife, no family, no kids. And he was depressed. It's like, well, what can I do? So what he decided to do was, I can't stay in this mental mind state. I might've had half my wife taken away from me, but I wanna make sure that doesn't happen to anyone else here in Nigeria. So he went to church became a preacher, started preaching every Sunday, and then during the week, he goes out and he talks to government officials, talks to people, and gets people that are wrongly convicted out of prison. Since most people that get sent to jail in Nigeria, they never get to go to trial. He's been doing that for the past two years. He does that every single day until church where he, where he preaches and like, we need to believe in each other, we need to change the system every single day. I think that's pretty positive because he says he's in a better place now than he was when he, 27 years ago, whenever he was in jail, whenever before he went to jail even. I don't think like that kind of positive mind state is insane to me. And now he's using his burdens to change the world for the better. Yeah, man. It's, it's beyond positive to me because your mental health takes a hit, especially when people are doubting you your whole entire life. He said he lost half of his life and half of his life was being doubted. He, he was accused of doing something he didn't do. So the fact that he had the mind state to get out, keep his mind together, and go out and do more is beautiful. I mean, everybody in the world listening, they can take something from this. Don't let anything beat you. Don't let anything keep you down. Absolutely. Michelle, any comments? Honestly, I think that it's it's a different mindset. You know, it's difficult whenever you go through things like that 
to just completely over overcome it and see the positive out of it. So it just shows to like, it just shows you how much having a positive mindset can really impact you and change you. Perseverance. Yes, definitely. Real perseverance. That's a hero right there we all need to know about. Yes, sir. What do you got, Tim Tim? I have a really cool story about a man named Vern. He is from Compton, California, and he was a shy kid, and he used to get bullied a lot as, kid, as a kid. When he was six years old, he was diagnosed with Asperger. Now, back then, a lot of people didn't know what it was. This is in 1984. I didn't really know exactly what it was, so I had to look it up, and it's a form of autism. It really affects people with their social skills. So for him, he really couldn't communicate with people that were his age. So when he would go to school, he would struggle making friends, struggle talking to the teachers, struggle talking to principals. So he moved around a lot, moved to different schools, used to come home crying. He just didn't know exactly what to do. And as he got older, he realized, you know what? I don't know exactly how I'm going to live my life, but I know I want to be happy. So one day his sister called him, hey, can you come to Vegas and help me move as an adult? He goes to Vegas, supposed to be a one-day trip, gets to go to the casino for the first time. His father's name was Caesar, so he's like, hey, let's go to the Caesar Palace I've never been. They go to the Caesar Palace. He saw somebody win their jackpot for the first time, and he got really excited. One of the managers happened to be seeing him get excited and went up to him and started talking to him. He's a real shy person, but he said, I was so excited that I blurted out, yes! And the manager said, you know, have you ever been here before? Have you ever went to a casino? He's, no, I've never been. This is my first time here manager immediately offered him a job. Hey, your energy is really good. I think you would be a good addition to our team. So he applied, got the job on the spot, and never left. He is now in his 50s working in Las Vegas. He says he feels like he found his dream job. He went from a child not knowing how to communicate with people, not understanding what was going on with him, to now all these years later, 34 years later to be exact, he found his dream job working in the hotel, speaking about facts about Vegas all day long, he works at, in the Eiffel Tower in Paris, in Vegas, where he gets to tell people facts, take pictures, and he gets to walk back downstairs. He said, that to me is everything that I want and more. I meet different people every single day. There's over 40 million people come to Vegas every year. How many people get to meet different people every day? When I was a kid, I couldn't have imagined this. I would cry when I went home every single day. And now as an adult, I feel like I'm living a dream. To me, this story is beyond inspirational because there are a lot of high-functioning people with autism that we don't know about, that we're not educated on. To me, this story right here was like, you know what? I didn't even know what Asperger was really until this, until I read this article. So just reading the article alone made me look it up and it made me think, you know what? I have a brother who has autism. I also have an uncle who has autism. It made me think, wow, let me communicate with these people a lot more and find out exactly what's going on because at the end of the day, just because I don't understand doesn't mean they don't. And I feel like we can all learn more from people like him Vern over here who's out here living his dream and I know if I ever go to Vegas I'm definitely going to the Caesar uh, hotel I'm definitely gonna go look for this man and try to have a conversation with him because to me he's an inspirational person who's living his dream what do you think Michelle honestly I think that's amazing my niece actually has autism and for me um, just being her aunt I want her to express her you know what she likes I want her to learn how to communicate with people as well, but most importantly, I want her to be happy. So anytime she comes home, she'll like come come to my room and she'll be like, Michelle, look, I drew this drawing and she makes these flip notes animation things and she uploads little videos to YouTube as well. So like that small things like that, when they find them when they're young, can just boost them up whenever they're older and 
you know, if you're able to instill that in kids now, then that can change them forever. And break down all kind of barriers. Yeah. I like how he got the job by being happy for someone else that they hit the jackpot. And then he he's most satisfied in his job meeting other people. Because this podcast, we say we like to believe in the world around you, believe in the people around you. He believes in everyone he meets. He always thinks the best. He enjoys listening and learning, teaching other people about Vegas and learning about their stories. He's just an open person that's open and accepting of everyone. And that's why he got a job. And that's why he's so successful at it. And that's why he's so happy. When you're closed-minded, you have a closed heart, you don't like the world around you. That's not kind of a lifestyle we, yeah. we like to promote here. And at least to just, just in a, I guess, less purpose-filled driven life. So that's why I took away from that story. Preach, JP. Well said, team. Man, I'm loving it. <laughs> Before we get to Michelle's inspirational story, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where we talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, you have to overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. Encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Tim, what are you grateful for today? I'm beyond grateful for creativity. And let me explain. So you said, mentioned before you were grateful for art. All week long, I've been on Facebook, I've been on Instagram, and people have been drawing chalk on their sidewalks, on their driveways, people have been painting, people have been sketching, people have been doing everything they possibly can to keep themselves entertained and be creative. And to me, as a person that really isn't that creative, I do enjoy painting, it's super relaxing, but I enjoy watching everybody else make their masterpieces, man. It's pretty cool because it's like people we directly know, people we went to school with, people that live down the street, and it's really cool to see them expand their, their mind a little bit. See, I'm grateful for that. What, do you, what about you, Michelle? What are you grateful for today? Me, I am grateful for animals. Animals, they, pets, all types of animals, they're just different. Whenever you have a pet, it's different coming home and just seeing your dog or your cat. And I don't know about you guys, but I really, really love my dog. He's like my best friend. He is everything to me. And seeing him when I get home is like, I guess the same feeling you would have for your daughter, you know? Facts. But I just don't know how that feels right now. I hear you. You want to hear a funny story? You haven't seen your dog lately? I haven't seen my dog in a couple hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> she went to work today. <laughs> I went to work. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about Michelle before JP says what he's grateful for? So I coached Michelle when she was in high school. I was her cross-country and track coach. I can't tell you how many practices we were standing there waiting for her to come back and stretch with the team at the end of practice because she was down the street petting a dog. Like, down, didn't come back to practice because she was petting a dog that she found all the time. I so was, I do believe her when she says she loves animals, for sure. I used to try to pick up strays while I was out at practice and take them to the pound or take them home or something. That love is there. <laughs> I saw a meme that was like, cats during quarantine, like you all need to get back to work. And a dog was like, we should just work from home forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that one. Um, I'm grateful for good Wi-Fi. I know that's a very first world problem, but good Wi-Fi makes everything better. Man, I get to watch TV all the time with good Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. That too, Tim. <laughs> what is your inspirational story today, Michelle? So my inspirational story is about a man named Andre McDonald. So he is a founder of an organization called It's From The Soul. And just a little background about him, about Andre. He moved to New York City when he was four, four years old. He's from Barbados. And when he was growing up, he really enjoyed playing basketball. And one day he was, you know, just outside playing with friends and he noticed um, a man walking down the street and he had been limping 
the entire way he had been walking, he stopped him and asked, is there anything I can do to help you? And he noticed that his feet were red, they were cut up, they, he had no socks, no shoes, and essentially the man told him to leave him alone. However, he persisted and from there the idea of it's from the soul came. And essentially the organization provides gentle, gently used sneakers and new socks to all of the homeless population in New York City. And it's amazing because they've been able to donate 30,000 shoes and socks not only in New York City, but they've done it in 15 different countries and they've done it in 28 different cities. And something that I really took away from the article is something he says. He, a little, a little background about him again, he works as a fashion designer for a company and he notices in New York City, you know, the shoe business is a billion, billion dollar industry. And he said that if the shoe business is a billion dollar industry, why are there people out with no shoes? And he will take his, he has Yeezys that he will give to people because he is able to collect shoes like that and he doesn't need them. So he just goes and gives them to them and it just shows you how you can put your likings and your hobbies and turn them into something positive. Go, Tim. I know you want to talk about cleats for kids. You know I do, man. We interviewed cleats for kids, like, not too long ago. you know ago. what cleats for kids is, Michelle? Yes, of course. Cleats for kids is an amazing organization. They're doing something similar to what he's doing. And to me, I love it because I see this all over the world now. And they're small. It's one individual always does this. The person that started cleats for kids was one individual doing it out of their garage. Now you see this guy here doing the exact same thing in New York. And now they've done it in other countries and other states. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful because there's people all over the world that do not have the right pair of shoes on them or even a pair of shoes. And they're walking miles and miles and they're working. It's ridiculous. So that man right there is a true hero. JP, what do you think? Man? Socks are most needed in the homeless population. Him doing that is incredible. And I like what he said. Shoes are a billion dollar business. Why do we have people that don't have shoes? That's like, very true. Especially since you know they're only, it's like it takes a dollar or two to make shoes. Why can't we give them out to everyone? It shouldn't be something that not everyone has, especially mm -hmm. in these Western countries. So shoes are always a win with the Positive Truth Podcast. True story. Before we get out of here, Tim Tim, do you have a quote? Absolutely. With your hands, carve out your own destiny. Quotes by Tim. That's beautiful. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> We're out. Stay positive.